ask um, Gretchen Penner, I'm going to ask Joel Fabok and Craig Osborne to join me on the stage right now. Thank you for that. Just... Um, Uh, you can sit wherever you would like. I am totally fine with that. And uh, there you go. And there's a, you guys can hold your mics uh, in your hand if you want. You don't have to leave them on the stand. <clears throat> so this morning, you guys, I'm so sorry. I'm like, I have so many things. I'm just like walking back and forth. I don't even know when I come down here if they didn't see me on live stream, so it must be just like quite the thing. But anyway, I needed my Bible, so that's important. That was, you know, worth the walk down there for sure. Um, <clears throat> today we're going to talk about obedient hands, and uh, more specifically, tithing, <laughs> Just a fancy way of saying it, and I'm gonna throw some questions uh, to the panel, and they're gonna they're gonna talk through it and, and different things. But before I, I begin, I just want to get us all on the same page, and and I know that one of the questions that's prevalent out there is why does the church talk about money so much? Like, and and you know, even people who don't go to church, it's like they it's thing that they know. You know, the church talks about money. Uh, some churches more than others. Um, and it's a fair question. It's nothing that when I'm asked that, I get defensive about or uncomfortable with. Uh, the first reason the church talks a lot about money is because God talks about money. Jesus talked about money. Uh, he actually devoted many of his parables to the topic of money. He spoke about money more than he did about heaven and hell combined. There are more than 2,000 scriptures on tithing money and possessions in the Old and New Testaments. That's double the number of references to faith and prayer combined. Okay, so that's one of the reasons we talk about money. Secondly, um, I believe that there is a direct correlation between the way we handle our money and our faith in, in the Lord. Um, Jesus said in Luke 12, 34, he said, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So, you know, when it comes to money, We'll either worship wealth or we'll worship with our wealth, right? So, um, you know, we, we choose to worship with our wealth, and we're not afraid to talk about money. So, that's a sounds. Uh, what is a tithe? Where do I tithe? Why do I tithe? Just real quick, what is a tithe? A tithe is 10% of your income to your local church. The word tithe actually in the Hebrew literally means 10 Okay, um, where do I tithe? You tithe to your local church in Malachi. It talks about bringing all the tithes into the storehouse, that there might be food in my house. The work of the ministry needs money to continue on. Okay, it's very important. It's the way the world works, and it's the way ministry works. We need money. Now, um, if you want to give to a local charity, that's an offering. Okay, a tithe comes to yours. Why? The Bible tells us that tithing is a way that we show God that we trust him with our lives and our finances. Like Shelby already said, the money is, was never ours to begin with. So, it, you know, tithing is just really more about being obedient to him. And, and it isn't actually for God's benefit. It is for our benefit. He doesn't need our money. 
okay, he could provide another way for money to be in the church so the ministry goes on. But we need him to have our money so that we can be in alignment with him and uh, unlock blessing in our lives. So that's the biblical formula if you're wondering, gosh, how do I be blessed? Well, that's just it right there. Start tithing. And I'm sure we'll talk about that a little more. Um, but that's just kind of to set some foundation. Now I'm going to turn to you guys. That's the cruise ship calling us to all go. Hope it's going somewhere nice. I always like to think that that's calling everybody to the party deck. <laughs> no? Maybe. <laughs> all right. We're going to start um, with this this first question is a quick question. This is open to anyone on the panel, anyone at all. Um, do I have to tithe to be a Christian? Anyone? No. 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 <laughs> okay. <laughs> do I have Can to tithe I, to be a Christian? So oh. we... we because, yes, elabor elaboration. Do I have to tithe to be a Christian? No, because salvation is by faith alone. Mm. There's nothing we can do to earn it. Uh, we don't deserve it. We, uh, believe, in, we believe in Jesus, and we, and we receive it. And so to say that there's conditions upon that is, uh, is unbiblical. Right. Okay. Gretchen, I'm going to throw a question your way. Okay, what would you say would be the benefits of tithing, and are there negatives to tithing? Well, I don't think there's negatives, personally. Um, the benefits far outweigh what we give. Um, it can be a financial reward because, you know, God will give back. I don't think we can outgive God. But I think the more important benefit for me has just been just that joy and that peace, like you talked about the shalom of my faith when I tithe regularly. That when I'm trusting the Lord that much, and I'm doing it full-heartedly with a cheerful giver, I just feel this tremendous peace that I don't have if I'm holding on and thinking, well, what am I going to do with my bills? So it's, that's the benefits. That's good. So sometimes if you feel that struggle and, and you're like, I don't have peace or, or whatever, I'm stressed about my finances, maybe it's a good way to, to look, kind of look, okay, what have, have I missed something that, you know, kind of what should I be doing there? Um, Joel, <clears throat> question for you. What, what would you say if someone's like money is, is too tight to tithe or, or like how would, how would I deal with the fear of not having enough after I tithe? So it's kind of like tying together. Okay, well, I mean, I think part of it would become, like, with the financial reward. I mean, it can be really hard. Um, some of you might not know. Like, we're missionaries here uh, from Canada, and we don't, really, we don't make a paycheck. And so <laughs> we, we live off donations from people that support us. And so I, yeah, I'm in that spot a lot where it's like, okay, I got, you know, such and such was just given to me, and okay, I mean, it, now it, it used to be a lot harder than it is now. Now it's just kind of, I just do it. But it was I, there was a point where it was like, it was hard. I was like, okay, this is all I have to live off of. Uh, now what? Yeah. <laughs> but it's, I mean, it really helps uh, build trust, I would say. 
how did you work through some of that? Um, so you're in a situation, you're looking at what's coming in, you're looking at your expenses, you're kind of like, it's not actually going to be enough, like in the natural when I look at it. Like, I'm sure there's been many times, you, I mean, you could be right there right now, I don't know, but um, where you're like, I don't know how this is going to work. What What is that? kind of look like in your home or in your conversations or in your heart working that out? I mean, I would say I guess it can be stressful, first of all. I mean, it's like, I mean, we have food. We need, to, we need food. We need clothing. We need all the, all the necessity. I mean, a roof over our heads. Um, so it's kind of, it's just, I really, it's hard because I've been in that spot where it's just like super stressful. And it's just like, I don't really know what to do. And so, I mean, I've had those times where I've been on the floor, like, okay, God, this is all I got. Like, what do I do? And uh, it's just been a, it's been a process of learning how really, yeah, I, going back, it's just building that trust, I think, is the biggest thing is what I've had to do is learn how to do it and just do it with, I, I kind of do it without thinking anymore because it's already his. That's good. Do it without thinking. That's good. I like that. Just go for it, you know. Um, Craig. Have you ever given your tithe, this kind of ties into Joel's a little bit, through a struggle? Why don't you tell us a little about your financial yeah. past? Um, so when, when, I, when I, I was not good with money um, before I became a Christian, and it took me a little while to... Um, I thought he was going to say before he met me. Well, I was just going to say, it, this is also true. <laughs> took me a little while to learn how to properly handle finances, which my wife, Renee, uh, helped me learn that and get good, you know, financial, you know, principles and stewardship, you know, built into my life. So when I first became a, became a Christian, single guy, um, I had, uh, I had three vehicles as a single guy, a car and two trucks, uh, grew up in, grew up in the Rocky Mountains. None of them were really, uh, winter winter cars <laughs> you know one was a one was essentially a, a sports truck um and then the other one was just a little tiny truck and then i had a, a sports car so I, wisdom was not my forte you know pre-jesus and so i had myself and i owed i didn't own any of them the bank owned them all and so but early on i uh, i you know, I was, I was taught about tithing. My parents had taught me about tithing. I, I became a Christian when I was about 20, almost 21. Um, and so I just, I just started. And I, I, I didn't have enough because I didn't have enough to, to pay all my bills. But um, I, I, I just I started. And God was so faithful in, in helping pull me out of the hole that I dug. And this, I like to say, like, I dug the hole and then I threw myself into the bottom. Um, and God pulled me out of, of that, of that hole and with, 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 you know, in, in the midst of, you know, selling vehicles for less than what they were worth, because I, I just, I had to get something for them uh, to having, you know, uh, my sports car, um, uh, repossessed and, you know, the guy knocked on my door and I'm like, Hey, here's the keys. And, you know, it was like, can I get a couple things out of the trunk? And, and he drove away with it. And then, you know, they, they sold it at auction and this is, I'll just, can I share the story? Okay. So they, they sold it at, at auction and, and, you know, I was dealing with collection agencies and they, they called me one day and they said, hey, uh, we sold your car at auction. All you owe is, it was like $640. Wow. 
I was a college student. I didn't have $640. I mean, like, I had, had no dollars. Um, everything I had coming in, I was living on. And so I was like, they, so they're like, if you can, if you can get us that money, we're, we're even. Like, you're, you're like, well, the debt's done. And so I made a few phone calls, uh, and I was able to borrow the $640 from my, from my brother uh, and able to pay that. And then about 18 months later, I, I was, you know, going through my, my bank account, and I noticed that there was a bunch of money missing. Um, and so I ended up calling and, and investigating. What ended up happening is the, is the bank that wrote me the loan for the car took money because they saw it there, and they were like, you owe us money. And so, I, but I, you know, I, I was smart, and I kept all the documents they sent me saying, hey, the debt's been paid, you know, all of this. What ended up happening was um, I didn't actually owe $630, $640. When the, the auction house reported what they sold the car for to the, to the bank, um, there was a zero that got missed. I didn't owe $640. I owed $6,400. But into the, like all along the way, one zero got dropped somewhere. But I had the document saying that the loan and that I was, was paid in full. I was, I was done. And so I was just like, when I realized what had happened, I said, thank you, Jesus. You know, the struggle was very real early on, you know, in, in trust, trusting God with my finances. But I would have never, I don't know, it would have taken me probably 10 years to dig myself out of that financial hole all by myself. And, you know, I was, I was debt-free by the time that I graduated college. I mean, amazing. I mean, when does they ever drop a zero? You know what I mean? Like, that is a miracle. I really hope someone didn't lose their job over that. Yeah. I feel like the Lord knows and he takes care of it all. You know, um, wow, that's just amazing, though, of the testimony of, of God's faithfulness when we are just obedient, even when we just, we don't, you know, we don't know you know, how it's all going to turn out. Because now we hear the end of the story and we're like, wow, that's so cool. It's so cool that you did that. How easy that must have been. In the moment, he doesn't know the end of the story. He doesn't know, well, if I tithe, then I'm going to be less this much money. So it's going to be less how much I can pay down my debt. So, you know, there's a lot to navigate through and work through on that um, in our hearts uh, mostly. Um, so let me just kind of throw this out and this is like super vulnerable and like really kind of going to put you guys out there. Um, but for anyone, have you ever decided not to tithe due to fear? Have you ever just been like, eh, I'm not doing it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have. Yeah. Uh, go, I, mean, oh, yeah. I mean, a lot of it was I mean, not in fear, but I just didn't want to tithe really. When I was younger, I mean, I grew up in a Christian home, and my parents were like, yeah, it's, like, important to tithe, taught me how to tithe. But there was times where I was like, this is how much I made. I don't want to tithe off of it. I'm going to have no money left. Like, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. Um, and so there's been times, like, I mean, even, I can't remember now, but, like, there has been other times where I've been like, yeah, it's it's tight, and I haven't. Anyone else? Want share? I'd agree with that. I think especially when I was younger and I got my first paycheck and I was all excited and then I saw how much the tax was. <laughs> <laughs> and by the time I saw what I was taking home and I go, and I got to take another 10% off of that. Yeah. What am I left with? And um, so there was that hesitancy and there probably were times when I was young where I didn't. I mm -hmm. can't remember any specific. Right. But as I just 
again, trusted the Lord, just took that step of faith, just said, do I need that extra 10%? Mm -hmm. And my dad taught us how to tithe by laying out 10 candy bars. Okay. And he'd say, okay, God just wants this one. You get all those nine candy bars. I mean, that sounds pretty good. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I know you like that one, right? (laughs) (laughs) I like that example. (laughs) And so when you think of that, if you think all of this is yours, but God just asked for that that Mm. one, that 10%. And then I see everything I've got left. Yeah. Wow. God's not asking for much. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, that's that's so good. You know, um, I and I ask these questions just to kind of see what they have to say because I know that we we all are struggling through the same thing. And, and, and maybe some of you here feel that way or, or if you're watching online where you're like, there's been times I haven't tied, you know, because I've been scared or because I didn't want to, because I wanted to keep it. And, and um, you're not alone. You're not alone. And this is three people from three different seasons and walks of life and backgrounds. We have business owner, we have missionary, we have Craig with his rough pass of finances. <laughs> I wanted to bring like, just, just like, you know, plain Craig today, not Pastor Craig, so that you guys could see that he's been through, you know, a lot of things, just like all of you and all of us. Um, all right, let's go to this one, Gretchen. I'm going to throw this one at you. What would you say to someone's like, okay, I want to tithe, but my spouse disagrees? How, how should they handle that? I knew you were going to throw that one at me. <laughs> I think there's some caveat. It depends. So first of all, I would say it depends on is your spouse a Christian. Um, and also depends on if you have a joint joint count or individual counts. Um, so that can vary. But I would say never force your spouse, whether they're a Christian or not, to do anything. Especially as a Christian, we don't want to force our spouse to, to do something that they're not comfortable doing because God loves a cheerful giver, right? And if we're trying, the thing with money is oftentimes, if not always, money is about power and control. That's what money represents. And when we do, I don't do marriage therapy, but when we see marriage therapy, oftentimes arguments about money is about power and control. And I think it's the same thing with us and the Lord. I want to have power. I want to control my finances. And if I give this to the Lord, then I've lost that much power and that much control. Same in relationships. And we don't want to force that power control over our our spouse. We want to love them into the decision. I would say if you don't have a joint checking account, you can tithe off yours and be an example and let your spouse see the blessings that you're getting by tithing off of what you have. That's good. Come on. That's good. Um, Okay. Anyone? This is thrown out to all three of you again. Um, when I calculate my tithe, should it be on my net or my gross income? It depends on if you want a net blessing or a gross blessing. Whoa! <laughs> so... Personally, I've, I've personally I've always tithed off the um, off the gross, so I give before the government gets their hands on it, right? Um, when, but and I understand, like I would say this: you need to work this out between you and Jesus, right? I'm, I wouldn't tell you that's the that's the rule of thumb. That's what you have to do. 
you need to work this out with between you and Jesus. When we were in college in, in, uh, in ministry training, one of our professors, we were talking about money, and one of our professors said this, I always tithe off the gross. That way, when I get my income tax back, I get to, it's all mine. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Um, I tithe off that too, though. So, you know, it's just, but that was between me and me and Jesus, right? And, and it didn't make, you know, his way less than my way or less than your way. I worked, you know, this is part of that for me, you know, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. I work this out between me and, me and the Lord. And so that's just personally how, how I, um, where I landed on that. Uh, anyone else want to actually say something Nat. different? Nat? Yeah, I've done gross. But I, I've landed on net, and I actually heard the same thing you said that if you if you tithe off your net when you start taking Social Security, you have to tithe off of that. But if you tithe off of gross, then you've already tithed off. But I've done both, and I've just fallen for me with my net. My, Jim and I have talked about it, and he said, you know, when Jesus says, "Give to Caesar what is Caesar's, and to the Lord what is Lord," it's like you take your paycheck. Here's, you know, and there's. Um, yeah, there's no, there's really no right or wrong answer to that. Uh, it really is a personal thing. And, um, I just say just to be faithful to what God is saying and speaking to you be, and there might even be different times and seasons of life where you'll slip in and out of different ways because God's challenging you to do this, or he's saying, do this or, or for whatever reasons, we don't know all the reasons we just know to trust him. So I like that we've got two different perspectives there. That's great. Uh, okay, Joel. <laughs> I like this one because I feel like some, some people are just kind of like this, you know, and it could happen to any of us at any time. But here's the question. If I forget and spend all of my money, what should I do? <laughs> Sell it back. No, I don't. <laughs> no, I honestly don't know. I mean, I guess you could do that. You could sell stuff. But uh, I really, I mean, I don't think, I think going back to the, like the very first question, it's like, doesn't make you a Christian because you're tithing. Right. And so, I mean, I think that's kind of everything right. in a nutshell. I mean, yeah. So there's grace. There's Yeah, there's grace. <laughs> Next time I won't spend all of my money and I'll tithe. <laughs> I'll or do tithe double. double. Yeah, double. <laughs> there you go. That's great. Yeah. Because, you know, the thing is, no one needs to live in condemnation is what he's saying. You know, there's you just, you know, there's grace. Um, So I think that sometimes I know for me, like if when I want to do something and then if I fail at that thing, sometimes like I'm frozen into like, I don't I don't know how to fix this or I don't know what to do next. And and I guess the thing is, don't be frozen in your failure. Just like move on. It's okay, because we don't live under that. Um, all right, we're going to uh, do one last question, and then I'm going to open it up to if anyone has, like, a tithing story they'd like to share or not. Uh, but, Craig, um, this one last question. Should I tithe, in, in your opinion, while trying to pay off debt? And also, if I get a gift, should I tithe off that? Like, what is your thoughts on that? Um, I would say, yes, that you should tithe uh, while you're trying to pay off your debt. Um, I guess you've already kind of talked yeah, about I did, that. Yeah, I did touch on that. Yeah. Um, I just, I, I kind of, I, I look at it this way, that if, 
if we're living in obedience in, in tithing, um, I feel like I, I know that I'm going to get farther ahead living in obedience by tithing than I, than I am withholding that, withholding that tithe and trying to pay off my debt down faster. Because God can pay down the debt faster than, than I can, as the story that I already told shows. Um, when, it comes to, when it comes to gifts, I, I look at it, I, I really approach it this way. It, like, I tithe off all income. And so, you know, like if, if, if I get, you know, my mom sends me birthday money, I, I tithe off it. It's just something that I've, that I've always done. Um, I, I actually, so I, I went off to Bible college to train for ministry about nine months after I became a Christian. And um, I didn't have any money when I went, so I applied for student loans. Um, I didn't get enough student loan money in order to, to even pay for school. Um, and so understanding the, like the, the principle of the tithe, when I got my student loan money, and some of that came with, um, uh, like with, with grants, or it was like, it was like free money. I'm, I'm forgetting the, the term. But some of it I had to pay back, and some of it they, the government was just like, here, hey, this is for you. I was like, oh, great. Um, I, I, I actually, that for, I tithed off my student loans that first time that I got them, like what I owed and what I was given. And I looked at it for me. I'm like, God, there's no way I can do this. I can't pay for this. This has to be all you. Going forward after that, I didn't continue to, to tithe off the loan amounts. But if I ever got a grant or a bursary or, or, or something like that, or, or scholarship money was free money, I tithed off of that. You know, and I just, I, my thought was, God, I'm giving you all of my finances because I tried to do it my way. And I, I failed utterly, completely. And so I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it your way, and I'm gonna I'm gonna tithe off of everything that I possibly can. And so for me, it was like gifts. It was I, I worked in restaurants, so I got tips. I tithed off the tips. I tithed off the paycheck. It was just all of it that came in. Um, you know, and and again, this comes down to personal. You know, uh, it's something you're working out between Jesus and you. Um, and I I just want to offer just a counterbalance because. Like Craig is saying, like, I, I tithe off, I, I get a loan and I tithe off a loan. And I mean, we don't do that right now. That was like him then, um, <laughs> that first year. But uh, just to balance that out, because he might be coming across here as like an extreme tither. Um, but be, use wisdom in your giving and in your tithing, because you really have to hear from the Lord. I, I, I have heard stories and I've had relatives even that come into a lot of money and then they, in, in their generosity and in their just zeal for giving and, and tithing, they just gave all their money away, you know, and that wasn't necessarily the right thing for them in the moment. Um, it could have been if God had spoken that to them, but it wasn't that. It was just something that they did, you know, and then they you know, things didn't work out as well. So it's just really important, yes, to be generous in all things. But if you're going to be doing something really major with your finances, seek the Lord. Ask for wisdom. What is he saying? Seek counsel. What are other people thinking? What, you know, what can I, um, how can I gather the most wisdom on the situation and make the best decision for myself and for what God is asking me to do? So, um 
just just don't give all your money away all the time <laughs> is what I'm saying. <laughs> Use wisdom in that. Now, uh, before we we uh, close this this morning, does anyone have a, a, a tithing story that you'd like to share, something that has happened in your life that comes to mind? If not, it's fine, but if you do. Well, for me, my tithing story is I, you know, growing up as a pastor's kid and getting my own check and, you know, talked about it earlier, started tithing because I was supposed to because it's what you did. Um, and then we lost our jobs, and I didn't have any money coming in, so I couldn't tithe. And I'd sit there on Sunday mornings, I'd watch the offering plate go by me, and my heart started to ache because it meant because I couldn't put anything in because I wasn't getting anything because I wasn't having a paycheck. And the minute I started getting a paycheck again, my tithing went from I did it because I had to to I did it with joy. And I was, because it just represented that I got something. Even if it wasn't much, I got something. The Lord blessed me. And that's also when I really learned how tithing is another form of worship. And so, you know, when, we, when Lacey comes up and says, let's all stand and worship, and we scream and yell and say, yay, we cheer. And then they get up, and it's time for offering, and we sit down and... <laughs> We should be cheering when it's time for offering because it's worship. It's another form of worship. If we're not tithing, then we're not worshiping the Lord. We can stay here and say, oh, Lord, I, you know, this is how I fight my battles. We sing that song, this is how I fight my battles, but I'm not going to fight my battle by giving you my tithe. Then it's something not to make you, not to judge, but just to say, well, am I lining up with worship? What's, com what's coming up for me that I need to deal with? Anyone else? No? Good. Sure. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm just I'm just thinking of, there's been a lot of different ones that I can say, but um, one of them, I guess, uh, was kind of recent. We were, I guess is part of gift as well, though. We were we do our normal tithing, but we, one day we felt to give a missionary that we know some money. And, like, we didn't have the money to give them, but we are like, we're going to give them $1,000. And... I mean, we're just like, okay, we're going to do this. That's what we felt God today to do. So we're like, okay, let's do this. And then on, that was on top of our normal tithe and whatnot. And so we did that. And a couple months later, it was, we were, that was when we were here, actually. Um, we were like, okay, we need to get a car. And so we're looking around. We need something bigger. And all of a sudden, we got blessed with a brand new car. Which was like, come on. So we couldn't afford to <laughs> give the, the, her the money, but then we got given a car back. It was yeah. like crazy. And it's a nice car. <laughs> it is a nice car. It's, like it's a, a van. It's a, it's van. a Honda Odyssey. Yeah. Um, there's been many seasons of life where, like financially, if you were just to, if, if I was to sit down with, with a financial person, and they would look at our finances, they would, they would look and they would say, you don't make enough money to live on. I've never had a season where I haven't had enough money to live on. Ne I, never. And, and honestly, there, there, are there have been times in life where there's been more money going out than it's been coming in. And not, you know, we weren't living on credit cards or, or things like that. We had, we had savings money. So it was still our money, but we were spending savings to live. Um, but God has always been so faithful in providing for us, sometimes in unique and unusual ways. What, you know, we got most of the times in unique and unusual ways. I mean, there's been times when we were, early, we were in our first year of marriage. 
um, traveling, working with a, uh, with a pastor who was just doing summer camps, youth summer camps all summer long. And we were, we were living like Joel and Kaylee, uh, like by donation, by faith. We're like, okay, this is what we want to do. Um, and, you know, and so things were tight. I, I opened my Bible one day, and there was like 50 bucks in the middle of my Bible. And nobody had been around my Bible. I'd had it with me the entire time. And so I was like, everybody <laughs> check your Bibles. <laughs> Open your Bible, flick through it, quick, quick. It was like miracle Bible money. But I, I, it, God provided when, when I needed. And there's been times when, you know, there's been food cards come in. And I'm like, where did this come from? How did we get this? What, like, wh why is there money on this card? Money is, money is increasing. Like, where is this money even coming from? And, and it's, you know, God has just always been so, so, so faithful to provide the first because i had such bad credit and i'll just tell this this one last story I had such bad credit um the first house that we bought we didn't buy uh, my mother-in-law bought it because i didn't have credit to to buy it we paid for it but it was on her credit um and then it, that my credit was that bad and then we moved and we were went to work for a church plant and again um, didn't have a salary. We were raising support, and so I called to get a mortgage so that we could buy, a, a, you know, a place in the in the new city. And um, true story, the mortgage broker calls and she goes, "Okay, I just want to go over, you know, your your situation. Um, what's the first question they're going to ask you? How much money do you make?" And I said, um, "Well, I live on faith." True story. And I was there, and I was like, <laughs> "He did not say that." Bad credit, and I'm telling her, I live on faith. And the phone goes silent. And about 20 seconds later, she goes, okay, how much does faith pay? <laughs> and I said, well, and this was obviously many years, a couple decades ago. So I was like, well, I believe, you know, we're, it's going to pay us, I don't know, I think I said like whatever it was, you know, this much a month. And the, 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 it goes quiet again. She goes, okay, I can work with that. And like I gave her Honestly. some other information, and then like the next day she calls and she said, "You got a mortgage, and it's in your name." Which I was like stunned. She goes, "You just need a, you just need a cosigner, but it's in your name. This is on your credit, on faith income." I'm like. <laughs> I mean, great. honestly, guys, we were like, "Let's sign the papers right now!" Like before, before anything, anyone else looks at this. Oh, uh, that's probably one of my favorite stories. But these things don't happen, you know. If I'm not obedient in all my finances. Right, right. Which is where I want to close it. And I want to close in Malachi. And Malachi is what I would call the tithe test. In um, Malachi chapter 3, let me just read it. Um, <clears throat> Here we go. Sorry, my pages were stuck. It says in verse 8, will a man rob or defraud God? Yet you rob and defraud me. But you say, in what way do we rob or defraud you? And he says, well, you have withheld your tithes and offerings. You are cursed with the curse, for you are robbing me, even this whole nation. And this is the answer. Bring all the tithes, the whole tenth of your income, into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house, and prove me now by it, says the Lord. I mean, if, if he's throwing down a challenge, like, I want to I be a part of this. You know, prove me now by it. If I will not open the windows of heaven for you and pour out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it, 
I don't know if you've ever got a blessing like that. It's happened a couple times in my life, and it is, wow, where you're like, I can't even contain the blessing of the Lord right now. But it gets better. It gets better, even if you can imagine. Verse 11, and I will rebuke the devourer, the insects and plagues for your sake, and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground. Neither shall your vine drop its fruit before the time in the field, says the Lord. And all the nations shall call you happy and blessed, and you shall be a land of delight. See, that's the promise. Bring the tithes into the storehouse, that there might be food, yes, in my house. There is, yes, the house of the Lord, the ministry needs money to function. Absolutely. But it's really more than that. It's about what's going to unlock and open over you, that open heaven blessing. And if you want to do a cool study, just start to uh, look into the windows of heaven and what that means because it's going to blow your mind. You're going to want that blessing. And I will rebuke that will come against you, that will devour. We have seen this over and over in times when things have, we've lost items, things have been stolen from us. And I've literally been like standing on my feet and, and, and saying, you know what? I rebuke the devourer in my life right now. And I call back those things that have been lost. And I've seen them miraculously come back into our lives. You know, so, I mean, this is not just like a really cool thing. This is truth. This actually works. This is full blessing. This is full protection from what you, what God's given you. That it will not, uh, it will not be destroyed. The fruits of your ground. That it's not just full protection, but it's full harvest. You're not going to have one piece of fruit that drops before it's ripe enough to eat. You're going to get all of your work. All of what your hands are put to do. The full, the maximum blessing. It's not one piece of wasted fruit. And you will be a land of delight. That sounds so good to me. I'm just like a walking land of delight, you know. Everything I do, everything I say, everywhere I go, I'm just a walking land of delight. Like, that sounds so great to me. And I, I just believe that we can all operate under that open heaven. And if we all, as a church family, uh, begin to operate in our personal lives in an open heaven, what does that do for our church? <laughs> I mean, it's just limitless what we can do when we're all in their blessing. So that's the tithe test. I'm going to throw that out there to you. I promise you, if you're like, you know what, I'm just, I'm going to take the tithe test. I'm going to do this. I'm going to begin tithing. Maybe I never have, or maybe I have, but I'm just a little inconsistent, you know, different times in my life. I'm going to be consistent. I'm going to take the next six months. I'm going to take the next 12 months and I'm going to tithe faithfully. And how am I going to do that? Well, I'll set up a reoccurring gift. Maybe if, if you make the same amount, like every week or every two weeks, you can do that. On our app, you can just set up a recurring gift. If you don't, you can set an alarm on your phone to remind you. Like, that's okay. Like, that works, you know? And and it, it's helpful. It's something that um, you can train your kids to do earlier on uh, before they even realize they're doing it. <laughs> it's like tie them without thinking. You can add it to your budget line. You can add it to your budget line. Make a budget. That's a good point. Look at, look at everything because if you don't have a budget, you're not going to know the blessing when it comes. You're not going to be able to be like, oh, look at that. I didn't see that before. I don't even understand those lines anymore because I have all this money coming in and I don't know where it's coming from because that's the windows 
of heaven. And, um, and next time, you could be up on this panel telling your story and uh, the miracles of what God has done in your life. So let's stand as we close out today. And let me pray. Father, I just thank you for um, just the privilege it is to give back to you. Um, it was never ours, so it's just such a privilege just to put it back in your hands and see what you can do. And I know all you want to do is just pour it back onto us. So it's just like it's a win-win. It's, it's how we get to eat, have our cake and eat it too. <laughs> it seems impossible, but yet it's probable and all things are possible in your name. I ask right now in this moment, Holy Spirit, that you would speak. That you would remind us of times where you, God, where you have come through in our lives. Times when it's been difficult and you have provided. I pray that you would encourage right now, Holy Spirit, all of us to be faithful, to take uh, steps forward that may seem hard in this moment, but, but they'll be worth it because you are trustworthy. Deposit courage to take the tithe test of Malachi and prove God in this. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you. You only have good things in store. And I just pray that, Holy Spirit, you would seal all the works and you would go on today to speak to us individually and as families. We just love you so much, and really, we just want to to live for you completely, holding nothing back. In your name, amen.